This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, Senators voted for another amendment to Bill C-234 before sending it down to the House of Commons. Meanwhile, MPs were discussing another bill in the House that would, among other things, increase competition in the grocery sector. The Food Banks of Saskatchewan's Feeding Holiday Cheer campaign is well underway, and there was a big company that gave them a Let's say a very good start. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is Saskag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A contentious bill that's drawn national attention in recent weeks was mentioned again in the Senate. Senator Donald Plett spoke on Bill C-234, a bill that would give an exemption for natural gas and propane used for grain drying and heating and cooling of barns and other farm buildings. Madam Speaker, colleagues, I rise today to speak to Bill C-234. This is, in fact, the second speech that I have prepared for third reading. The first one was prepared right after the Chamber rightly rejected the report of the Agricultural Committee. At that point, I thought for a moment that sanity and soundness of mind might triumph over tribalism and pettiness in this Chamber. I was genuinely encouraged to see that the majority of senators were prepared to consider this bill on its merits rather than through the narrow lens of unwavering loyalty to the Prime Minister. I am disappointed that I was wrong. After being lobbied by both the Minister of the Environment and the Prime Minister himself, 40 senators abandoned the facade of independence and returned to the Liberal fold. If you object to this observation, colleagues, I would draw your attention to the fact that as this bill arrived in this chamber, Bill C-234 was contentious for only one reason. The Liberal Party opposed it. Their opposition was not because the bill contradicted their policies. They had already provided multiple exemptions to the carbon tax. Their opposition was not because the bill would impact the fight against climate change, because it will have no impact on emissions. Their opposition was not because there was uncertainty about the science behind the decision, because the science is solid. Their opposition was strictly political. It was a political calculation in an attempt to shore up their dwindling support base by acting tough on climate change when they were really just getting tough on farmers. Senators previously voted for an amendment to the bill that removes the exemption for heating and cooling barns. And last night, they voted on another amendment to the bill, this time to reduce the sunset clause to three years from eight. It then passed third reading, and the amended bill will now head back to the House of Commons for debate. 
You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We're going to stay in Ottawa after the break, and we'll cover another bill, Bill C-56. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. MPs were discussing Bill C-56 this week in the House of Commons as they were talking about the ongoing need to stabilize grocery prices. The bill was introduced in September to increase competition in the grocery sector and grant more power to the Competition Bureau to investigate when it's believed industries are behaving unfairly on things such as price gouging. The Bureau would also have the power to block the big chains from preventing smaller grocers from setting up shop where a large store is already in play. Tory MP Ryan Williams had a question for Liberal MP Ken Hardy. Competition is, is on front and center of everyone's minds right now, especially when Canadians are paying the highest grocery bills ever in this country in the history of this nation. And even a report came out last week that said grocery bills in 2024 are going to go still further up. Another 700 dollars per family who are struggling now just to buy the basic necessities. Wouldn't the member please tell the House what exactly this bill is going to do to lower that $700 bill per family next year? The first thing we have to do is really get a firm grasp of what is causing prices to be so high. Our honourable members would, would point to the carbon tax, but there was a, a report out of the University of Calgary that says, no, that's not really it. We would point to the war between Ukraine and Russia, with Ukraine's uh, uh, exports of grains being you know, greatly reduced because of the conflict, which has had certainly a chilling effect on the availability of food around the, uh, around the world, and certainly that will then have an effect on prices. But it's the anti-competitive behavior at a time when all of the major grocery chains are recording record profits that that suggests that there's something not working properly in the free market system. And that's, I think, the purpose of the Competition Act uh, amendments. Last week, executives with Loblaw and Walmart said they believe a grocery code of conduct would drive food prices higher. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Uh, coming up next is today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. A bill to exempt fuel for grain drying from the price on carbon has cleared the Senate and returns to the House of Commons with two amendments. Last night, Senators read Bill C-234, an act to amend the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act for the third time, and passed it. The bill received two amendments in the Senate. On Monday, Senators voted to reduce the bill's sunset clause to three years from eight. Previously, Senators amended the bill to remove barn and greenhouse heating from proposed carbon price exemptions in the bill. Farm groups and government officials aligned with the bill have expressed concerns that since the bill must now be returned to the House of Commons for further debate, it will be delayed until it dies on the order paper. According to its online schedule, the House of Commons will rise for the year 
on Friday. Prices for green and yellow peas across western Canada have likely hit their peak, according to Darwin Hamilton of Calche Commodities Incorporated. Hamilton attributes the rise in prices to the reduced production of green peas plus a sudden demand for yellow peas from India and China to a lesser extent. As for the yellow peas, Hamilton states India in particular has essentially been non-existent as a buyer during the last four years. Then all of a sudden India announces they might have less pulses available. With that turnaround from India, Hamilton says if Canada produced an average yellow pea crop this year, that would have slowed the spike in their prices. He says all of this buying will lead to tighter ending stocks for both peas than what had been expected. Hamilton suggests farmers take advantage of the good prices for yellow peas by December 31st. The growing price of farm equipment is not dissuading farmers from buying new machinery. That's according to the latest data from the Association of Equipment Managers. Unit sales of four-wheel drive tractors grew in both Canada and the U.S. in November, continuing a strong final quarter for 2023. In Canada, four-wheel drive unit sales grew 84.8% year-over-year in November and 41.5% year-to-date over 2023. U.S. sales of four-wheel drive tractors in November were even more dramatic, with a 72.6% increase year-over-year and a 38.2% year-to-date gain. These figures are unusual for this time of year, because November is historically a slow month for tractor and combine sales. Patterson Grain has bought out Parrish and Heimbecker's share in Alliance Seed Corporation. Winnipeg-based Alliance Seed began in 2009 as a joint venture between Patterson Grain, Parrish and Heimbecker, Weyburn Inland Terminal, Northwest Terminal of Unity, Saskatchewan, Prairie West Terminal of Plenty, Saskatchewan, and Great Sandhills Terminal at Leader, Saskatchewan. With the recent sale, Northwest Terminal and Patterson are the two remaining shareholders. PH says the joint venture established in 2009 has proven to be mutually beneficial, creating synergies that have contributed to the success of all shareholders. PH adds it looks forward to continuing on as a channel partner with Alliance. Alliance operations will not change as a result of this transaction. Some important prairie grasslands are being protected in southwestern Alberta. The Nature Conservancy of Canada announced Tuesday that it's partnering with the Bechtel family to conserve the grasslands on their property near Police Outpost Provincial Park. It says the 323-hectare property is a significant step in conserving both the area's natural heritage and its ranching traditions. The Bechtel family has a cow-calf ranching operation and uses sustainable rotational grazing practices that date back to 1917. The conservation agreement ensures the property continues to operate as a working ranch while maintaining its ecological integrity. The Nature Conservancy of Canada says the project expands its efforts in the area, which now includes almost 2,900 hectares of conserved lands west of the St. Mary River near the Canada-United States border. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, uh, looking at the forecast, it looks like the temperature is going to be well above the zero mark. Yeah, we're almost there coming out of the morning. We'll be there through the afternoon. In fact, we are likely to make a bit more of a jump as the wind picks up just a little more through the afternoon. That will help to drive the temperature up after, I hate to call it a sluggish start when we're already uh, so, so far above normal. Uh, but we'll make it up to around uh, 6 or so for the afternoon. The wind so far has been uh, a little lower, uh, but it will get into the 15 to 30 range, gusting as high as 50 at times for the afternoon. The uh, the wind really has just not been up yet, we are expecting it. though. Once it gets up, it'll stay up through the evening, and that will hold us up through the night. In spite of a clear sky, we drop off to minus 3 tonight. And tomorrow, the wind goes from the southwest into the north, will be around 3 for the high. Now, it's... Uh, touch cooler than today, but it's still uh, 10 or more degrees above normal. So we'll take that above freezing too. Double bonus. We go into the north though with the wind at 10 to 20 by the end of the day, and it really diminishes a little more, then settles back into that 10 to 20 range uh, for much of Thursday night, partly cloudy down to minus eight, and a partly sunny day on Monday or Friday, rather, the high around one. There is uh, some cool air that's fighting its way southward. It's not having much luck, so warm air is going to have some luck. We should make one more jump up to 7 degrees on Saturday, an impressive uh, mostly sunny day. There's a frontal boundary that will slide in, though, and behind that front, temperatures do come down a bit, but just like everything else, the cold air really does not get tapped with this system. We only drop off to around zero on Sunday and likely only a little below that for Monday, and the warm air is still going to continue to battle. There could be another... A quick jump at some point in the middle part of next week. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year are minus 8 degrees. Normal lows, minus 20. The sun rose at 8.51 this morning, and the sun will set again at 4.54 late this afternoon. Taking a look around the province, a lot of communities uh, above the zero mark today. Saskatoon, Mooseman, and Weyburn plus 1. Swift Current, 5 degrees. Assiniboia, 4 Yorkton and Melville, 3. Estevan, 2 degrees. The warm spot in the province is in Maple Creek at 6.7. The cold spot for the second day is in Stony Rapids at minus 10.7. A little warmer than yesterday. In Regina, it's mainly sunny. South-southeast wind at 19 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 68%. Temperature plus 2 or 36 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.2 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy sky, south-southwest wind at 44 to 63 kilometers an hour, temperatures warmer at 5 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny, south-southeast wind at 19, temperature 2 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. 
The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is taking steps to deregulate club root as a declared pest for the 2024 growing season. While club root is a serious disease of canola, Sask Canola believes club root should now be treated the same way as other diseases, such as verticillium stripe, sclerotinia, and blackleg, none of which are under the Pest Control Act. SaskAgToday.com's chief agricultural editor, Kevin Hirsch, spoke with Tracy Broughton, the executive director of Sask Canola. So currently, Clubber is part of the uh, declared pest list on the Pest Control Act. Um, it was placed on there in 2009, and um, at the time, it was a very new disease to Saskatchewan, and we didn't uh, have a good handle on how it was spreading, and we wanted to be able to monitor it. Um, but now, several years later, we have a lot more, a lot better understanding. Um, farmers have access to genetics, and we are understanding that um they would feel more comfortable, um, you know, talking about it more openly if it was um, not part of the regulated pest list. So do you feel there was a bit of a stigma around it that's actually prevented people from talking about it or or telling others that they might have had club root? That's what we're hearing from farmers is that they, they feel that um, being a regulated pest list, they don't, they're not always certain how the information is going to get used and, and they just prefer not to uh, not to discuss it too widely. Um, whereas with other diseases that they manage um, that are not regulated, they feel really comfortable you know, speaking about it um, openly with their, their friends and neighbors and, and agronomists so that they can um, manage it in the best way possible for their farm businesses. So what, where is the, the state of uh, the, the legislation? Uh, Saskanola actually made a request that Club Root be removed from the Pest Control Act? Yeah, so um, as an organization, uh, we have asked that the, the Ministry of Agriculture consider it. They are doing some updates to the legislation. Um, so right now, they're currently, um, you know, doing their consultations with stakeholders. Um, and from um, from our understanding, is that will happen over the course of this fall, and then um, hopefully before next crop year, um, the required changes will be made um, by the minister uh, on the regulated path. List. From a practical point of view, what will what will change for producers in this regard? Um, well, they uh, they can um, rather than uh, if, if they find clubbered on their their property, um, they can work directly with their agronomist to um, determine how they can manage it most effectively um, within you know their their operation. Um, currently, with it being part of the regulated pest list, um, there is a bit of a duty to report. It becomes kind of more of a, um, a process that gets managed through uh, the Ministry of Agriculture um, and or within your uh, rural municipality. Um, so this just takes it kind of out of that realm and puts it back in the hands of the farmer with their, their agronomist. They can also um, consult, uh, you know, um, the, they can they can still consult uh, some of the government agronomists, uh, regional specialists. Um, also work with uh, you know Canola Council of Canada agronomists. Um, but really, we want to make sure that the the decision making power is in the hands of the farmers. That's Tracy Broughton, the executive director of Sask Canola. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. 
Up next is the Food Banks of Saskatchewan, and a fundraising campaign of theirs is well underway, and it got off to an amazing start thanks to a ag company donating a very generous sum. Stick around for that. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com the food banks of Saskatchewan got off to a great start on its fee- feeding holiday cheer campaign. Executive Director of the organization, Michael Kincaid, says they got a $250,000 donation from Nutrien in late November. Nutrien has been a great supporter of this campaign for a number of years now. And uh, this $250,000 donation will really help kick off the holiday campaign with our goal to reach $2 million over the holidays by January 1st. Nutrien has donated over $8.5 million to the food banks of Saskatchewan since 2010, and the company encourages others to give what they can to the campaign. It also comes at an interesting time. As Kincaid notes, more people are using food banks across the province. As we all know, uh, been rising costs with cost of living and and uh, gas and everything there. So we've seen over the last year, we've seen a 24% increase in in, uh, people needing to use the food banks across Saskatchewan. We have 36 food banks across Saskatchewan that feed approximately 35,000 people a month. So we're looking to raise $2 million, which is gonna really help basically feed uh, those people over one month, for one month. And and hopefully into the into the new year a little bit we you know of course we uh, we are able to stretch the dollar more but that is our goal. On the other side of the coin, he also noted a decrease in donations over the last year, as some who have never utilized a food bank before are doing so now. Because the average person who maybe had a little bit of disposable income and could maybe spare and donate a little bit, uh, now they're having to use that. And we're starting to see more and more people that weren't using food banks, that were walking the line. And now they, you know, now they have to use it. They just don't have enough to make ends meet. So the the donations from corporate sponsors are very much appreciated because they're helping to make up uh, what we've lost in donations over the last uh, year or so. So, yeah, it's, it's very important. And uh, every little bit helps. Donations of any kind, whether it's a non-perishable food item or cash, can be made between now and the end of this month. Well, of course, cash lets us or enables us to buy uh, and purchase the stuff that we don't normally get. But of course, we will take anything. And you can donate to your local food bank. Like I said, there's 36 food banks across the province, and they are more willing to take whatever you can spare. Kincaid also explained another way to donate. Well, the easiest way to donate is to go to our website, uh, which is skfoodbanks.ca. Right on the front page, there's a holiday feeding holiday cheer campaign donate now button. You can click on that button and it, it walks you right through. You can donate, I think it has to be a minimum of $3, but 
anywhere from $3 and up. And you can even choose to do a monthly donation. You know, if you can't afford a lot, but maybe you can afford $10 a month over a year. But anything adds up. He says the donations help their day-to-day operations. It helps us purchase the much-needed food that we don't normally get donated, like fresh produce, uh, meats, protein. It just helps us balance a healthy diet for people. Michael Kincaid is the executive director of the food banks of Saskatchewan. Their campaign called Feeding Holiday Cheer kick-started with a $250,000 donation from Nutrien. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $2.10 at 6.2012 a metric ton. Number 1 red spring wheat is down $7.81 at 3.1586. The rest were unchanged. Durham 4.5903, feed barley 2.6258, chickpeas 11.6844, flax 6.3104, lentils 7.9750. Oats 286.32, yellow peas 391.05, and feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down 12 and a quarter cents at $7.17 and a quarter cents a bushel. Up next is today's livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Assiniboia Livestock Auction for the week of December 8th. No feeder cattle and butcher cattle were sold this week. And that happens later this week. However, we did have a high-end herd dispersal of 193 cows and heifers, top-cut Angus cows. We sold them a gate run of five or more. The first groups went out at 50 and 40 head at a time. Everyone had a chance to bid on them. The big guys and smaller outfits, the writing was on the wall when a couple of triacs of light cattle liners were among the first trucks there in the morning. The four- and five-year-old cows fetched $3,400, $3,500 per head and were snapped up by the liner load. The extra money is always in the sort. The 13- to 16-year-old cows uh, brought less money, but the average price on 193 head was about $3,000 per cow. That's probably why we're called the high-dollar market. The stands were full for a change. Most people left without any cattle and moved off to another sale that day that sells them one at a time. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. The latest pork prices are at $172.50 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Environment Minister Stephen Gibo says Canada played a leading role in solidifying what he calls the monumental deal reached at the UN Climate Summit in Dubai. Nearly 200 countries agreed to transition away from fossil fuels. Ottawa made several announcements during the two-week summit, unveiling its emissions cap for the oil and gas industry and draft regulations to drastically cut methane emissions from the sector. 
Statistics Canada says the amount Canadians owe relative to their income edged lower in the third quarter, but the cost of servicing that debt relative to income climbed higher. Household credit market debt as a proportion of household disposable income in the third quarter fell to 181.6%, down from 181.9% in the second quarter. In other words, it says Canadians owed $1.82 in credit market debt for every dollar of household disposable income in the third quarter. Meanwhile, household disposable income rose 1% during the quarter, while credit market debt gained 0.8%. Turning over to the markets now, the TSX is up 42 points at 20,276. The Dow is up just a couple of points to 36,580. Oil is up a dollar and a cent at $69.62 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is trading at 73.70 cents US. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Wednesday's edition of SaskAg Today. One o'clock news is waiting in the wings. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.